0: Yeah, so
1: yeah, you just smoking tobacco. Yeah, yeah. This, this mad. Yeah, no, Nobody no.
0: was talking about secondhand smoke.
1: <laughs> no, bro, think about it. There was a point in time where people could smoke wherever they You on an airplane? We smoking, that's why. I mean. Yeah, think about it, bro. When we smoking on an airplane. Your baby in here? I don't give a fuck. I'm blowing
0: smoke in your baby's face. Why right do these niggas right. exist. That's what like, so, well, now, so now yeah. we doing great yeah, things, right, like you know. I, can, I can just transfer my brain your body I would make you I, 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 welcome to the any last words pod my name is Keon a.k.a almighty PJ <laughs> <laughs>
2: and
1: my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks a.k.a young one with himself special thanks to everybody out there joining us on this adventure on <laughs> yes yeah, double team on SoundCloud Spotify Apple as well as YouTube The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. Thank you, Keon, as well. We are here. Um, Also, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry to everybody that did come and was looking for an episode last week. Yeah. We've been working on trying to get things better for the viewers. Right. So if you haven't been watching these on YouTube, that's fine. Um, But we've been putting work into people looking at it on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Had some technical difficulties, but, you know. But we bounced back. Like, cook crack. Pick yourself up and try again.
1: Try again. <laughs> um, so here we
0: are. I have a million things to talk about. Yeah. I mean, we've been gone for two weeks, so I'm sure there's a lot of buildup. No, well.
1: How would you like <laughs> to start this, sir? Um, I can start. We can start this by something probably humble. But interesting that you have to talk about, and then we or we could start this off by me telling a self deprecating story about
0: myself um i think I think we all enjoy your stories, so okay, you can go 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 ahead.
1: <laughs> it's been a beautiful week. I've enjoyed a lot of nice things this week, yeah, um so. This episode, by the way, is brought to you by security. 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 This episode, okay. the common theme for me is going to be about security. And I'll tell you as we go along why this has been something that's been on my mind in various ways. I feel like this has been a, a new wave of, of knowledge or perspective or insight on the word security. Yeah. And so I have to talk about it in the various ways that it has touched me these, this last week. It's been a, it's been it's been an interesting week. It's it's, it's getting nice outside. If you yes. live anywhere close to where we live, it just yes. it's getting nice out. Spring is coming. I love Flowers it. are are budding slowly. I love it. You've been out fishing. We're going on a hike tomorrow. We're getting we things are. ready for for some hikes, for some yeah. just outdoor stuff. Hell yeah. You feel differently. You go outside, you feel like you can accomplish things. It's nice out. Vitamin yes. D. You know, what I'm saying you just smell it. It smells people, different. People are getting vaccinated. People are so. People are feeling a little bit better
0: about coming outside. Yeah. Plus, people are just kind of done with COVID anyway. Did you, did you see the anywhere? CDC uh, guideline updates? Mm-mm. So there were some guideline updates. They were basically they were saying that if you've been vaccinated, you can be in a room full of people that have also been vaccinated, vaccinated, maskless. Right. Okay. Well, and I was just surprised. <clears throat> and and that, that's in any state? Um. BC. Well, I guess it's for whatever states have to follow CDC guidelines, <clears throat> which I would assume is all of them. Because
1: I was actually just having this conversation with someone the other day. Do you know that there are, I believe, four states right now that are done their maskless? Yeah,
0: uh, Texas, Mississippi. I thought the- it was Texas too, but then I saw it was like oh no, North Dakota. De- it was North Dakota. Texas
1: okay, Texas, North Dakota, yeah, Mis- Mississippi. Yeah, and I don't know, some, and I only heard about I Texas and, I think and Mississippi. Some other place. Either way, but yeah, motherfuckers are done, and they're they're ready to come back out. They are, but they but, are. But the point is. Brought to you by security. Security is, for those that don't know. Freedom from danger, risk, etc. <laughs> freedom from care, anxiety, doubt. Well-founded confidence. Number three: something that secures or makes safe protection, defense. I felt like I had to read that out because I, I, I've i had some instances recently and some conversations and some thoughts and some memories arise mm-hmm. that have made me rethink what security is to people, how important it is, the different ways of feeling it, how it, how it manifests itself. But I think it's of supreme importance, mm-hmm. security. And so when I talked to you on one of these last podcasts about gross national happiness Mm -hmm. and it being one of, they had mad indicators of what makes an individual happy, what Mm -hmm. brings them fulfillment. And one of those things was security, security for themselves. And that goes in many different ways. Do you have food? Do you have like food security? Mm -hmm. Do you have locks on your doors and people not just being able to walk in your house and do whatever fuck they want? There are different ways you have emotional security with the people that inhabit the same household as you. Do you feel safe speaking to them about things or being vulnerable, whatever case? There's so many different ways of security. Right. And again, I'll tell you how I got on to all this. But before I do, I'd like to start off with a story. A story that I believe you know about, but I'm going to tell it again, and we're going to break it down differently because I really, really thought about Has it been told on here? Absolutely not. Okay. No. (laughs) All right. This is a deep one. All right. So I meet a girl many years ago mm-hmm. while you and I lived together. Okay. That shared com- interpersonal communications class with me at okay. Nova. Okay. So this is a black woman. Beautiful, beautiful okay. black woman. Um, a thickum, you might, you might say. Thickum. Thicker than a snicker. A, a, a thickum. Uh, talked in class had a great time built some rapport right. I think through the conversation we realized that we both lived in the same apartment complex yeah. through that conversation then arose the let's do let's work on our project together thing uh-huh. I think you remember her coming over yeah, us yeah, working yeah. on our project right
0: I, know I was exactly who you're talking I was about.
1: helping her yeah exactly I'm helping her so we'll call her did I already say a name we're gonna call her India Okay, so we're gonna call her India. Okay, <laughs> so and I should I and if and if I wasn't compassionate and, and and sympathetic and empathetic about some of the things that this story is gonna divulge about this person, uh-huh. if I was an asshole, if I was a lesser person, I'd just put her fucking name out here. Right. But anyways, no, so I'm not going to. So India, with me is cool. We're working on schoolwork together. Everything's fine. Um. It gets to a point where I forgot who broke the boundary, but the, the talk of sex had arisen. Mm-hmm. And I guess we kind of made up our mind that that was going to be a thing. If our schedules aligned, we were going to end up having sex. Right. A time came when our schedules aligned, and we ended up having sex. Right. Except, I don't know if you remember. I do remember. Uh, it, was a, it was a very interesting place. So this is where this is one place where security comes in, but it also comes in later. Right. So we're having sex for all of 20 seconds. Right. And she starts crying. That <laughs> <laughs> See now <nah>, we can not <laughs> We can't do. We can't. All right, hold on a second. But let me let me get into why I'm why let me hold on a second. Because clearly that's <laughs> that's a very terrifying thing, yeah, for me because you don't know what's happening, yeah. but there's a oh just a wealth of sadness that has overtaken this person, and you guys are in the most intimate vulnerable state that you could be in together, and you're connected to that person physically speaking and emotionally so then now you feel the heaving of someone crying. It's oh. a very weird, terrifying just- place. To All be in here. It. It's fucked up. It's weird. Mm-hmm. So then, as you would, you back the fuck up. Right. And try to accommodate and figure out what's going on and try to rectify whatever's going on. Because right. you're, you're a decent human being and this person's clearly going through some shit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it had anything to do with me. Right. But it is, that sort of thing is suggestive of abuse in uh-huh. the past. Uh-huh. I, I don't really know, especially then when. The line to follow it up is, "I used to be able to do this." That's what followed it up. That's that's that. Those were the words that came out of this person. I was like, "This is how I used to be able to do this, right?" So now I'm accommodating, just making sure she's cool, she's fine, whatever the case may be. I was a stand up guy in that situation. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I take I took all the precautions to make sure she was fine, everything was cool. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was she was insecure and vulnerable at a point in time. And there was someone there that was willing to look at that and have some emotional intelligence and practice some emotional intelligence. Right. Yeah. Now, that's pretty much how that ended. We didn't really, we, we never met back up to continue any sexual endeavors or something like that, but uh-huh. we kept in touch lightly. You know, uh-huh. you have those people every now and again. You touch base, you text them, whatever the case may be. Yeah, and you guys just, yeah, you guys just chatted up because things didn't end on a on an uncivil level. Right. Cool. So in my mind, when that happens, whenever we do see each other, you kind of leave, you leave off, or you come back where you left off. Mm-hmm. Years later, I'm now working at a completely different place. By the way, when I work, when I was talking to her, and this does matter in the story as well, I worked at Tiavana. You know this. I sold tea. I had a massive knowledge of tea. What teas need to be, how they're fermented, which makes them what they are. Yeah. When, how, <clears> at <throat> what temperature they need to be steeped. If it's at boiling, if you need to drop one ice cube in there, two ice cubes. Mm-hmm. You know, regular, real, like, raw cane sugar, Mm. the strainer, the whole deal, flowers blossoming in the thing as you're looking at it. Like, you remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you were there. I had the whole thing. I was into it. That also needs to be noted before I continue on.
0: I also worked across the hall. Yes, you did. So, yes, (laughs) you did. You
1: remember that. You remember that. Yeah, we were mall buddies. Yeah. (laughs) So, years later, I'm now working somewhere else. Her and I have... We've been those types of people where you check in on them every now and again, see what's going on. Now, at this point in the story, years later, I've been working somewhere else. That I haven't really seen her too often. We're talking for maybe about a week, just, talk, just catching up. Yeah. How's schooling for you? How's this endeavor going for you? Whatever the case may be. Shooting the shit. Very civil. Very cool. And we had probably one or two conversations about meeting up, hanging out doing something. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is where this is going to get super funny for everybody and we can all laugh at me. All right. Cuz <laughs> cuz I remember coming to you and the rest of my friends and we all just laughed at me cuz you can't not. All right. And then we will start breaking stuff down. So then, so so you didn't even know what going. <laughs> so look, so I I'm at work one day and I receive a snap. Back when I was using Snapchat. And there's a red square there. Red square means photo. Mm-hmm. I click the red square. It is from her. Uh-huh. And in the photo, it, ma- the majority of the photo is a male's hand flicking me off. <laughs> that is that is the majority of the photo. And then off to the side of him, you see her sort of just like chilling on the edge of the bed with him. Okay. The message that came along with that photo, because I said something along the lines of, yeah, so let's let's try to get together this week and hang mm-hmm. out. The, the response I got back was... <laughs> <laughs> the response I got back was something along the lines of, nah, how about you ain't hanging out with nobody this week. How about you go make some tea, you limp dick bitch? If you, if, you, if you trying to and if you trying to see me and my niggas, we can get it popping out here. You know I'm
0: in oh. these, I'm in these streets. Oh <laughs> man. Oh my gosh. I did. I didn't know what you were about to talk about um, until you said you, like you mentioned your security. And I'm just like, oh, these I Okay, so now we're talking about my
1: security. We're talking about the insecurity she's dealing with. But now, so let's break this down a little bit because this is funny. (laughs) This is funny on so many different levels. He tells me, nah, why don't you go make some tea, you limp dick bitch. You ain't hanging out with nobody. I'll see you in the street, blah, blah, blah. Just
0: over the top. Okay,
1: all right. Over the top. So here's my, this is the first place I should start. So go make some tea. So here's the thing. There's no, there's no got reason. no reason for making tea. Exactly. <laughs> my point. I got played. I got ridiculed for making tea. But here's what's so fucked up about it. Here's the delusion. And this is what I, we have to focus on this. <laughs> we can't be out here. And this goes for women too. Listen, I know it's like Women's History Day or month, whatever the case may be. I love all you guys. But you can't be out here talking about niggas ain't shit, people have to start, you know, men have to start treating us better, this and that. the If you're the same type of person that was with someone, and when I say with me, we spent a night together, I'm talking about the sexual experience, whatever the case may be, but you were in a place of your utmost vulnerability, mm-hmm. and I was there as a fucking knight in shining armor, did everything I was supposed to do, accommodated you in that time you were in, yeah. And then and then did nothing but be a solid dude after that. Right. And then now you go to the next dude that clearly you're already in an abusive relationship. He's controlling, whatever the case may be. And that happened so fast because we've just been having a conversation for about a week now about hanging out. So for this to happen, we're having a conversation from Monday to Friday. And then Saturday, I get hit with this. Where did this guy come from? Have you guys been dating? Did he just like, did I just come up on your snap? So then you had to try to. You had to try to fix things really fast and come up with an excuse as to why this person's hitting you up. And then you start talking shit. And then, so now we get down. So she's clearly... In an insecure space because there's no reason why you should have to go these lengths of yeah. talking shit about me, yeah, this solid dude. the relationship
0: is, was never about that. It's never been that way. N- no. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, where's all this animosity coming from? Why? Ex- ex- <laughs> exactly. Like, if you got a nigga, then have a nigga and do your thing. And just but, do your thing. Like, you don't have to bring me into this. But now, but, that's, <laughs> but I believe
1: that she felt as though she had to bring me into it because without bringing me into it, then there's no way for her to, and I've seen this happen with other couples too, like other chicks that have treated me this way when they get with someone, is they need an scapegoat, They need some factor that they can use to show their loyalty, to pledge their fealty to this new to guy. New, and okay. in order to do that, I have to burn this bridge with you so that it looks real. Yeah. And that shit is just, it's, it's a wild, unstable, insecure pocket that you're in with this person yeah. if you have to go down this route yeah. this is the point that I'm bringing up. So you're making fun of me over there, talking. About, yeah, this motherfucker was making tea. I'm assuming it went something like this: like, yeah, like you know, I hung out with him, you know, because we had school together, whatever. She this made motherfucker, it sound real this wild. motherfucker, yeah, like making tea for me. Like he thought he was doing something with tea. So you're making fun of me for treating you well, right? And you're making fun of of a guy treating a woman well with your new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Who also clearly is making fun of me for treating women well. Right. Which leads me to believe that you don't treat women well. In that you're in that, in that she doesn't know that he doesn't. Okay. Okay. Because he's making fun of me for accommodating his current girlfriend for treating her well. When we were a thing for a day, whenever she came over and you're making, she, so she's making fun of me for treating her. Well, he's making fun of me for being a guy that treats women. Well, yeah. But, and they're sitting there laughing about it together, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. It's like, oh, you out here feeding these bitches? You out here, <laughs> you over here doing stuff for them? You making tea when they come over the house? And, like, that's, to some degree, that had to be how the way the conversation's yeah. going to. Cause Cause how Yeah, because there's are you no making, reason to play you like How that? are you making fun of me for my hospitality? Right. Like, it's, it's a, that's a weird, delusional thing. Like, you're, yeah. in a, you're in a bad place in your mind when you start making fun of the nice things that people do for you. Yeah. That's a weird thing. So that was that. Um, yeah, I, I have to question. I have to question security on all levels when I think about that. Yeah. But the bigger question that I wanted to ask, and that's why I started with this story, is how does it look in this day and age for people that are in a monogamous relationship? whether there's sexual preference on making friends of whatever sexual preference they are attracted to. What does it look like in a healthy relationship or unhealthy relationship? We can talk about the spectrum and and, and how it is that gets done to make friends. You have a girl, you have a fiance right right now. You want to continue to make friends that have vaginas. Okay. How does that actually practically work out? How does it look? Because, and that's why I started with this story, because there are extremes <clears throat> where motherfuckers are like, oh no, who is this person hitting you up? And she didn't even feel comfortable enough saying, this is just Earl from a class. There was a kind of thing that we had at one point in time, but he's a cool guy. Mm. I stand by him like he's, he's chill. Right. So there's that extreme where that doesn't even exist. That option to her doesn't yeah. exist. She can't be that honest with him yeah. because he's thinking, no, who is this other man? Uh-huh. Like, fuck that. They're Intr- going to be
0: intruding enough. on my shit.
1: Right. Now, a lot of times when, when people go into relationships, you have your set friends and that your girlfriend or your boyfriend meets these people. And mm-hmm. it's like, OK, these are your friends. I can't come over here and tell you to start knocking these people off. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have this friend anymore. That friend, because. They're the same sex as I am or whatever the case. They're the sex that you're interested in. Mm. But new people, that's a different hurdle that I feel like people have to jump. And if you want to continue to make friends of that sex that you're interested in, how do you do that responsibly? How do you do that in a mature light? That's that's more so the question that I have on that. Do you have well,
0: anything about obviously, that? I think it has a lot to do with how healthy your relationship is with, you know, your significant other. Right. Like, and I'm glad you said healthy because if you're not in a healthy relationship, then that's there's, it's less likely that that's going to be able to happen. But I think it really depends on, you know, one, how did you meet this person? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because that matters. Yes. Did you meet them, you know, at... Like because there's a difference if you met them at the bar okay. and you met them at the library. You know, what were okay. like what was going on? Why did you guys, you know, decide that you wanted to maybe become friends? Okay. Where did that come from?
1: You know what I'm it, saying? It's funny that you say at the library, because that that's I guess that's supposed to make it a whole <laughs> lot more innocent.
0: I don't know. I guess because <laughs> well, I guess because know, what at the,
1: because what's funny about that is, is because at the bar You would be expected to be socializing with people. Yeah. If I if you meet someone at the library, there's a chance you kind (laughs) of
0: you went a little bit more out of your way to kind of make this happen. Because why you just so that was I guess that was kind of ass backwards. It's interesting though. But let me just say this. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, under what circumstances did you guys meet? Mm -hmm. I guess it doesn't. You know, it. You know, how does it all shape up? Do
1: you feel like you guys have to meet together? You and your significant other have to be entering this friendship with this new person together. Like, I'm going to be around because I've spoken to people and they say, I'm going to be honest with you, Earl. I would be upset if my girlfriend is just trying to make new guy friends and I can't be a part of it. I at least need to be able to go hang out and check this dude's vibes, Mm -hmm. check his intentions, which I think is funny because we can probably agree that women have superhuman intuition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting that guys feel like a lot of times, and I've actually, I've seen it happen where the guy was correct on multiple occasions because some women just want to see the light in guys. They Mm want to see the beauty. They want to see the best in them. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of one of those people. You like to see the best in people a lot of times. So sometimes you'll, you'll miss what the fuck they're doing behind the scenes. (laughs) Right. The weird murky sort of shit. And For a guy to feel like he has to go, or for a woman, for that matter, to feel like they have to go and meet this chick first before she, you can really start hanging out with her on your own to see what it is. Maybe you might be blind to. Do you hold? Do you have credence there?
0: Um, I don't know that I have to meet that person with my significant significant other like at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I do want to meet this person simply because they're yeah. This is a person in your life. I'm a huge part of your life, so I would expect Mm. to know the people that you you're hanging out with. Right. If we're in a healthy monogamous relationship, then it'd be weird for me for you to be hanging out with someone in secret. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Okay,
1: how do you feel about catching the vibe once you do eventually, inevitably meet this person, and you say, Yeah, nah. I don't like this person, but I don't necessarily like the way that their energy was towards me, which kind of says that
0: they, that they're maybe kind of after you, whatever the case may be. I mean, if for, for one thing, I'm really good at picking up on that type of shit. Right. So for me, if I, if I feel that way, yeah. then you, I don't like, I don't know. If something... anyone knows me, if I feel that way, then you know, it's real. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to like. Mike, somebody... we, we've
1: talked <laughs> about this before. You're not, you're not. Contrary to that other story you told about hating on that dude back in middle school, or whatever, you're not a <laughs> hater these
0: days. Nah. Yeah, nah. yeah. Like, so if if I if you know, if I pull her to the side, you know, afterwards and I'm just like and I point out a few things that I thought was a little off, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, then I'd say I'm probably right about it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um now, I I don't know that I'm a be all like you ain't hanging out with this nigga no more. Like I don't know if it's gonna be like Yeah, no. Like that, but I'm, you know, I'm going to. And I'm, but I'm glad that you said that because
1: for me personally, I don't want to be in a relationship in which I feel like I ever have to be looking for anything or detecting anything Mm -hmm. or investigating anything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be thinking about telling you What you, first of all, I'm not telling you what you can and cannot do. I'm not doing that. If it gets to that point, we don't need to be together. Mm -hmm. I'm not shackling you to my set of rules and what it is you have to, if it's, if that's not something that you're cool with, then, then I'm, I'm not going to be a part of it. But you going off and hanging with someone, this is, this is something I was having a conversation with, Um, especially when it comes to, let's talk about a male's perspective for a second. I've said before when I talked about Iceberg Slim and Madame Claude, the biggest pimp and madam to ever do the thing, that women give clearance for men to bag. Men right. don't, there's exceptions to the rule. Got it. But for the most part, women don't do the bagging. They mm-hmm. give their social subtle cues to allow men to understand that they can now come forth and bag them, mm-hmm. right? So if a guy's going out It comes down to security for me. If a woman is dating a guy and she doesn't necessarily want him to go out in a crowd of people. Maybe met him from work or whatever the case may be at the bar. Then you don't. At the end of the day, I just think it comes down to you don't trust him Mm -hmm. because Nothing's going to happen unless he is drugged, which it's not his fault anyway. <laughs> so uh there's nothing that's going to happen unless he wants it to happen. Right. And I don't want to be the type of person that fights my significant other from putting themselves in certain situations. If you want to be in that situation, then that is that is your prerogative. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do that. Depending upon how you maneuver, once you get inside those set of circumstances. That's what's going to decide whether we continue to do what it is we're doing or not. Right. But if you go there, and I trust you, and you do what you're supposed to do, and you're just like chilling, having a good time, whatever, then there's, there's, no, there's no issue. Yeah. Women can make signs at us men that they're trying to fuck. But unless we make a move, they're not going to jump on us. I mean, that, again, exceptions to the rule. That could happen. Yeah. But they're not going to jump on you, hold you down, like make you do things with it's not right. going to happen. They're going to give you cues. And if it's completely up to you, whether you would like to advance right. or not. Right. So I think that it's completely illogical outside the realm of I don't trust you, honey, to tell someone that they can't go out and hang out with some new people yeah. that happen to be the sec- their sexual preference as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, you
0: know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree because it's because really not like trust that. Trust is the hugest factor in that. Yeah, Like, I you know I I trust my fiance mm-hmm. if she goes and hangs. because she has she has guy friends. Yeah, um, and just like I have you know girlfriends. Yeah, um, and if she wants, but to it, hang, but but it begin. Those were all people yeah. from the past. No one's been new. Yeah, and that's that's what's well, interesting. Let me. I'll just say I'm not I'm not opposed to it. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna kill me if she. You're not opposed to making new friends, or you're not opposed to. Her. I'm not opposed Both. to her, Both or sides. either, either yeah, side. Yeah, 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 either side. I'm not opposed to you know her making new guy friends. I don't think she's necessarily opposed to me making new girlfriends, right? Um, because even if even if that was the case, like these people aren't going to be people that I feel like we're going to be trying to hang out with on a weekly basis. Yeah, type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like man. these are going to be the type of people that you know. Hey, how so and so been doing? Like, you know, uh, when's the last time you talked to him? Mm-hmm. You know, those type of situations. Aquinas. Oh, you know, you know, you know, when he, are you guys like when you you know, when's he coming by? Are you going? You know, are you are you guys hanging out soon? Mm-hmm. Anything like that? Not to say that I'm going to be like pressing her out, asking those questions or anything like that, but that's the type. Like you said, acquaintances, that's the type of, type of thing it would be. I have another,
1: another wrench to throw in this. Okay. Um, cause I, I cause there's so many different ways to have this conversation and depending upon who you're speaking to, mm-hmm. they'll just give you a completely different perspective. This is something I thought of. We can agree. We've talked about incels before. We can agree that beauty privilege is a thing that matters, yeah. that, that, that actually exists. Yeah. Um, that's a that's one thing that a lot of people don't take into account when they're stacking up all the things that possibly make them a victim in life is they're not they're not putting are they looked at as a beautiful person because that that can change things. But a lot of the time people only ever look at the positives and things. Mm-hmm. Plus, if you're someone that most people deem to have beauty privilege, you can disregard that beauty privilege as a thing and then you're an asshole that doesn't accept and acknowledge privilege that you have mm-hmm. and, or you could accept it and identify with it and then you could possibly be an arrogant egocentric narcissistic self-centered piece yeah. of shit yeah. right so it's it's a you got to sort of tread that, that line slope. it's a slippery slope but if we can grant that beauty privilege is Things come easier, opportunities come easier for people that are seen in our society as above average looking people, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's a summary of that definition. That's pretty much sums it up, right? Yeah. Okay. Do we think that there's possibly anything bad that could come with beauty privilege?
0: Ah, with beauty privilege, something bad that comes with it? Yes.
1: Yes. What are the cons to possibly being one of these beautiful people that people put on some sort of pedestal
0: that is above most? Um, Well, I don't know. I think from the outside looking in, you're definitely going to gain a lot of negative feedback or negative attention because people feel like you haven't necessarily... Earned, yeah, you haven't done what you needed to do to get to this point. People just see you as this beautiful person, so everybody's just opening doors for you. Literally, they're gonna discount anything that truly comes your way, yeah, exactly.
1: Which is interesting because we do that with other sorts of privilege, too. Like, anytime anyone you can point at someone's type of privilege, you say that's (laughs) why you got this, that, and the third, right? And you completely discount anything else that they've worked hard for and you just didn't get to see because you're not with them behind the scenes all the Mm -hmm. time which is completely unfair. Mm-hmm. Us people always working with lesser of the puzzles of it's the, a, or the a, pieces of the puzzle than we think that we actually are. It's a cold world. It is. Okay. Well, I'm going to I'm going to propose this in the conversation we're talking about about security, people feeling secure in their relationship and the shortcomings um of of insecurity. I love as I've said before Mint banana ice cream from Cold Stone with gummy bears and Reese's peanut butter cups mashed inside of it. Sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that it's. <laughs> and I. It, so people just be throwing words around. Because what
0: does that ice cream have anything to do with the, it, it, with it the relation
1: of empathy between human beings?
0: Because the lack of that is what makes a sociopath. When I say that, I say it to say that sociopaths are generally seen as crazy,
1: people. just crazy, weird, so, <laughs> just yeah. putting
0: weird things together. Which yeah. I, which I do. <laughs> um,
1: I love that ice cream, but do I think that that ice cream is the best ice cream, or do I think that it is the most prevalent ice cream? Do I think that people are checking for that ice cream the most? It's the most desirable. Ice cream? No, not at all. But guess what? I love that ice cream more than most chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, all those pistachio, Rocky Road. I like that ice cream mixture better than all of those other ones, Mm -hmm. but I can still acknowledge that it's not desired by everyone else. Right. Say you're in a relationship and you like that person. You find them attractive. Mm -hmm. You have found the gems about them that resonate with you, and you find great value in that. Mm -hmm. But you don't think that that person is vanilla or chocolate or strawberry or Rocky Road or cookie dough or Oreo ice cream. Like You don't think that they are of that desirability to when they go out, people are trying to have sex with them all the time or trying to propose to them. Okay. Right. They're not trying to they're not being propositioned. And you know that you love your significant other, but you know that they're not the hot shit out. You know, they're not a very hot commodity on the dating circuit. Mm-hmm. That's a. Can you can you fathom? No, I
0: can. I can totally understand. That's that.
1: why I set up my favorite ice cream, because I think we can understand that we can find certain value in things and like things, but understand that they aren't the desired thing on the market. Right. And if that's the case. I think that it is a con of beauty privilege to be in one of these relationships in which someone could think, no, you are the rocky road. You are the desired ice cream. Mm-hmm. So when you go out, because you have high, high marketability out there on the dating market, I don't want you to necessarily be out amongst all these different types of people because you're going to be getting propositioned a lot. You're gonna be put in moments of temptation too much. In that, in these I mean, moments, these recurring moments of temptation of other temptation, or or her temptation, or he, the the, 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 the temptation, or whoever's temptation that's going out and partying, or, or, or that's what you're saying? No, I'm well. No, you yeah, say, like you could end up being tempted. Te- okay, they can end up being tempted. Okay, yeah, simply because there's so many people trying to proposition them because of their beauty privilege. You're beautiful. You go out. People want to talk to you more. Well, rather than yeah. rather than you knowing that your boyfriend or your girlfriend is the weird mint banana ice cream that you like a lot, mm-hmm. but you know that people aren't propositioning them when they go out on a daily basis. Okay, so you feel better about that version of your significant other going out because you don't think that they're going to be tempted so much because because n- they're not getting because they're not attention. desirable for most people. Okay, and so that's where. That's another wrench in the plan for me, is I feel like depending upon how your person views you, and if they view you as a beautiful person in a general sense, in general masses, the way people look at you and perceive you, and yeah, if they're naturally attracted to you, I could definitely see your significant other being less likely to want you to be out now i'm not saying allow you to go out but want you to go out okay. because they're thinking that they're gonna have to deal with a lot more competition competition being another one i've also had someone say to me i need <laughs> to look at this other person and see if they're competition or not
0: competition competition or
1: not, competition or not. are they c- yeah can they actually compete with me
0: or that is That's another slippery-ass slope. Like, I don't even want to be in that mindset. That's what I'm... (laughs) But that's my whole point. Yeah, yeah.
1: But these are real conversations that people, I feel like, don't necessarily... Well, one, it all has to do with insecurity, which is why this episode is brought to you by security. Because that's a real fucking thing. If you don't have that, it really... It it, it throws a lot of potholes in the road. It for does. that for that relationship train if you will it's, <laughs> it's like it's weird if but i would <laughs> never want to be in that position where i'm constantly having to look over my shoulder and like check things and make sure that you not like i'm it's it's not the case because if you want to go out and you and you do meet someone and that's the lane you want to go then that's what i want for you we've talked about this before if, if if you're willing to go out and then do these things that are outside the boundaries of our contract, our understanding of what this relationship is, then you should go do that thing. Mm. Like, mm. Don't, don't be here feeling like you can't, you can't do anything or you're not expressing yourself to your maximum capability or whatever the case may be. You feel like you're being, again, shackled and
0: oppressed in this. So, I, what, about, so what about what do you want? Do you want that person? You, you just want that person's pure happiness. And if they want to go out and, you know, fuck around and potentially no longer be with you, then that's OK with you. That part I understand. Yeah. But what about but what about what you want? Do you like what if there's still a lingering want for that person? Like, oh, you, you OK. So now you just ask me if, it, if
1: it's OK. if is, is, is forgiveness a thing in the relationship is pretty much what you're asking uh,
0: is how far does forgiveness go? I, that and, and, you know, at that point, like, what do you do? I I mean, I think you you, can give me the Earl perspective, not the. I think no, I
1: think you just have to have a conversation with him. Okay. About, I think that having a having a relationship with someone is a constant revision of a contract. Mm -hmm. I think that towards the beginning you have, I mean, it should be pretty concrete, but you have some sort of idea of what it is you both want out of this relationship, and since you're constantly evolving. You constantly have to be letting the other person know what page you're on. Uh So, yeah, so I I just think that you have to constantly go back. I look at it as sculpting a masterpiece, like sculpting Mm -hmm. one of these huge mythological Greek fucking statues, and you're just slowly chipping away at it. You're slowly taking off the corners and sanding stuff down, and soon enough, through enough speaking... You get to a place where you get the statue that you've been looking for, that you've been envisioning. So, so, so you would just you would have to say, okay. So you went out, you cheated. Uh-huh. Like, why'd you do that? Can, Are we can you have
0: the, this conversation without your emotions being too involved?
1: There's nothing wrong with. I'm not the type of person that's going to negate the the arousal or arousal of emotions in uh-huh. conversation. Okay. I think that it's just about how you choose to manage your emotions uh-huh. within it. Okay. What is it uh Aristotle's three ways of persuasion? Uh, I might look in it like an idiot if that's the wrong dude. But I think it was Aristotle, which is logos, pathos, ethos. So you're looking to, and this could have been easily in your ethics class. I haven't I gotten like. there yet. So okay. if it's in
0: there. I don't know about it yet. Okay, well, it's just
1: like <laughs> logic. Emotion and ethics. Uh-huh. So there's nothing wrong with appealing to someone's emotions. I mean, mm-hmm. we're emotional beings. That's that's very, mm-hmm. it's dominant sometimes. I don't think it should be dominant, but I think that it should be accounted for.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying that you can't get emotional or anything like that. I just, you know, but some people do and some people... Then you, you need to a take a break. If it's going if it's going too far, then potentially
1: you, do something that they regret. Then you take. Mm-hmm. Then you say maybe you have a safe word, uh-huh. and you say the safe word, and you all take your time, and you go breathe, get some tea, drink water, take a smoke break, whatever it is that has to happen mm-hmm. in order to give time so that those emotions can subside. Because we know through science, research, empirical research that you don't make the best decisions at the height of your emotions swelling up inside you. It's just not.
0: And by the way, this is this is this will probably only happen in one of those healthy relationships that we were talking about earlier. This is probably 000%. not going to happen in a unsuccessful, unhealthy relationship. No, so no, no. But but that's what I realized in that story
1: that I told earlier about India is they're living in a completely different reality yeah. than I am. Yeah. The The fact that they both have to go down this road and think about things this way and navigate the dating waters like this and their networks outside of themselves who knows how many other bridges got burned and stuff like that being in a relationship like that because i yeah. think that things like that if that's your core i think that everything outside of that feels the ripples effect mm. it feels the ripple effect you can you can know when somebody's in a really happy fulfilled relationship and when somebody's kind of going through some shit and it's abusive and controlling and weird
0: and nefarious just made me think of a really crazy story that I don't know if I can tell on here. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, no, it's more so your story, but oh. I don't know if we're talking about. <laughs> Give me, give me like a um, <laughs> what's, what's, what's? God, nigga, you know what I'm talking about? Urine. Oh,
1: urine! It's not my story. Well, it's not your story, but, but it's, a story it's a story I told you. It's a story you told me. Well, fuck it. You want to tell it? No, you tell it. Okay. It's... Well, listen. <laughs> And and again, and and this is this is so when you say this is the type of thing, this conversation we've had and unpacking all these different things is what it sounds like for a healthy discussion to go down Uh right in this in this bracket. So now you're asking or you I mean, you're not even asking, you're saying that declaratively, of course, that would be the case, because when you're not in that state of mind. It's so far from healthy, it's so far from supportive, it's so far from loving and understanding and compassionate that it will blow your mind sometimes when you listen to other people's stories yeah. about what the fuck is going on in their households. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Is working at a restaurant and... This person that I'm about to talk about, by the way, I really liked this person mm-hmm. because this person was the one that took me from my fucking $412, a check making ass at Tropical Smoothie onto this restaurant. Like uh-huh. they, they saw something in me. They liked me. They said, you do really well as a server. Come over here and get this money. Yeah. And they never vouched for anyone before me, by the way. And that means something to me because you know that cred, credit means everything to you. But in credit, in, in the street means just as much to me. It yeah. does. Like don't, what people feel about you. can't, you can't about be eating.
0: putting your name on anything. No,
1: you <laughs> cannot put, you can't just back people. Nah. So, and, and I very rarely, I don't think I've ever backed someone actually as far as them getting a job. You got to really, yeah. Like I got to really, really, truly believe in you. And I don't really be believing in people like that and mm-hmm. the way that they're going to reflect me. Yeah. So anyway, she's in a, an abusive relationship. We don't quite know. Or everyone doesn't know. I know I didn't know at the time just how abusive or weird and detrimental and psychologically damaging. Everything damaging. And just completely again, completely insecure relationship that she was in before this story. Yeah. I didn't know that they had, I believe, two children together at the time. Mm-hmm. I knew by the name that he went by <laughs> that that it wasn't good. I'm not going to put that out there, but I just I just knew that it wasn't good, okay? Um
0: <laughs> Ladies, you got to know you got to know these niggas first middle last name. You got to know their street names as well. You have to think about these names and think how is this going to go?
1: Uh, a day comes when we're all working together. She's not working, but the way that this The way a lot of food and beverage industry is, they create a little family in there. People be coming coming up, hanging out. Yeah, exactly. Hanging out. So she's not working, but and also home ain't cool. So she's hanging out up there for a little bit. Now, she wants to go out with some friends that night. The guy she's with is not about her going out and enjoying her life. If he's not around, controlling, insecure, abusive. All of these things that we're talking about. So she tells him. Now they only have one car. This is important. She takes the car, clearly, mm-hmm. tells him she's gonna be working. There's no way for him to get to the job. It's that's a wild walk, mm-hmm. right? So he's not making it there without a vehicle. <sighs> she leaves. The restaurant at a point in time to go off to go to DC or something like that and hang out with her girls and go have a good time. It is our job at the restaurant now, if he calls, because it may be a little late or whatever the case may be, and he's checking up on her and seeing when she's being cut and coming home. It is our job to lie to him, whoever picks up the phone, because we all know the situation. Yes. Everyone knows that. Yeah, again, we knew it was a bad relationship, we just didn't know quite how bad it was.
0: So she says, That's so she a scary says, situation. You got to tell people, yo, if he calls, if just, he calls, just, just say, 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 something. Say, 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 something else. A,
1: say, I just got double sat with two tables and I can't, I can't get to the phone and talk to him right now. I'm working hard, but I'll be home a few hours, whatever the case may be. That's crazy. Right. So he has an inkling that there's, that she's lying. Or whoever lied to him on the phone, whichever one of us lied to him that is lying, right? So then he tells whoever it is that answered the phone. That their eldest daughter is sick, came down with something, and he called the hospital and they're on the way to the ER. Or that they're waiting for the ambulance to get there, but it, like, if she could get there first, that would be nice. So they could all go to the hospital together, or maybe she could get there before the ambulance. Whatever the case, he's, he's causing a ruckus. right? He's saying, you need to get here, daughter's in trouble, something's not right. So then clearly, you take that seriously. We call her. She's all in like fucking Arlington or something like that. So she's like a good 40 minutes away. She jets home, busts open the door. She's clearly dressed as though she's been out having a good time. She's sweating makeup smears, alcohol on her breath, the whole nine. Dressed in a way that. He ain't going to like, right? <laughs> because it's not Uggs and the scarf and sweatpants. It's not that. She's right. dressed to be seen. Right. And then he fights her, like, actually is throwing hands with this woman. Yeah. He's a larger male. He punches her in her face. She hits the ground. This is all the story that was recounted to us the day afterwards. And she falls. She hits the ground. He kicks her in the stomach and stomps her out a little bit while she's on the ground. And then the finale is he zips his zipper down, pulls his penis out, and pisses on this woman. The the mother of his children, he pisses on her. So So degrading. Now, super degrading. Now, that wasn't necessarily, here's the cherry on top. And you may have forgotten this part. The eldest daughter saw it all happen. Mm. Saw it all happen. Mm. And she's, I don't know, seven, eight at the time, too old. Old enough to have a a functioning memory. Yeah. That is wild insecurity. That's what it comes down to. You can break it down and get into psychologically, like what's going on with him and her and all. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to not feeling secure with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it is an interesting conversation that I do think people need to have more. Amongst the friends, with, definitely with their significant other, yeah. what does it look like, us going out and still trying to live a life that isn't necessarily tethered to your being? What does that look like? How can we make that a thing? Because I feel like it's extremely important. I feel like professionals would tell you that it's extremely important that individuals with inside of a relationship still need a sense of identity that isn't tethered to that other person. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times you see that super strong, potent codependency take place in relationships. And then if they ever break up, it's the worst. They don't know. People don't know what to do. Yeah. If all the friends I made in the past, however long, are your friends in the place that I frequent or the places that you frequent and you just put me on to and all this sort of stuff, all the music I listen to, everything that I do is somehow geared towards you. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a rough breakup. Yeah, it is. Because now once I lose that, I'm going to lose a sense of self. I'm going to lose a sense of like what I'm even doing here. Yeah. Which is why I feel like a lot of times then you get the, the nose piercings and the hair color changes. <laughs> people get new haircuts. People get a different swag. Like people become a whole different person uh-huh. because whoever it is they thought they were, they realize like, oh shit, that was a facade. I was really just, I got to be a different person. Now. I got to find my- Brand uh, new. Yeah. I got I, I to gotta... Um, But no, definitely crazy story. Yeah. Super wildly insecure. Hope she's all right out here these Um, days. And all these things, all this security talk will come back full circle because I I definitely have some, again, why the idea of security came to me in the way that it did. Um, But we don't have to get into that at this exact moment (laughs) because I've been talking for a long time, so I'm going to need you to talk. All right. I got you. I'm fucking winded. (laughs) I'm fucking winded. Any last words, Pod? Any last words, Pod? Go follow us on ALW Pod on Instagram, please. We're in here. So, um,
0: Earl, I know that you are a man. <laughs> oh shit. Here we go. Okay. Te- oh God. Tell me okay. what's tell- okay. <laughs> about oh, what to happen. No, I don't, but tell me <laughs> what type of man I am, okay? I know that you are a man that looks at education in a strong way. I know that you're about the knowledge, and <laughs> I totally respect that. I want to know, indeed, how you feel. I am about the knowledge. I want to know you how you feel about this particular situation Shall
1: here. Set you free. There
0: is a school in Baltimore. B more. What up? Shout out to B more. Um, there's a school in Baltimore. Yes, sir. Where fifty percent. Of That's already overwhelming.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Fifty oh percent of the senior class is failing. <laughs> um so it uh. it makes you have to ask a lot of questions. One, okay, how did this okay. how's how's half the class failing? First of all. Um two, and I'm gonna get a little deeper in here. Okay. Tiffany France just learned her son, who she thought was a senior at Augusta Fells Savage Institute of Visual Arts in West Baltimore, has been moved back to the ninth grade. Why? Because he has a cumulative GPA of 0.13 <laughs> for all of his schooling years in high school. Um, one really has to question who's passing these kids to the next grade. How are they, why and how are they passing these kids to the next grade? Okay. According to her son's transcripts. Okay. Now, this shit is documented. Why is nobody looking at this paperwork? But according to her son's transcripts, in four years, he's earned two and a half credits. <laughs> he's passed just three classes, and he was late or absent to 359 days of school in four years. France says, I was,
1: yeah, I was definitely about to ask about his attendance because there's no way that you're, that you're scoring that without that sort of attendance. Yeah. There's no way.
0: France says she didn't know any of this until February because prior to then the school never told her that her son was being promoted through the grades even though he had failed mostly every class. Where's the... Whose job is it? To, to, so, <laughs> so he's been graduating from each
1: class and she never knew he was graduating and going to the, to the next class she, she just kept seeing all the F's and she was like, well I guess he's going to well, be in ninth grade next year and well he- that's
0: see the thing is is what they don't talk about is did she see any report cards they don't they don't they don't speak about that in any in any of any of the stuff I've read so because I was thinking the same thing I was like I mean is he is he bringing report cards home like what are the report cards saying there is mad negligence on
1: everyone everyone
0: <laughs> everyone's <laughs> side everyone um, Everyone's participation so, in this is mad subpar. So let's do. Lacklusted. We're gonna do a little math here. We just talked about fifty percent of the uh, his class is failing. Okay, his GPA is zero point one three. That means that everyone under him has lower than that, or that. Am I right? Well, yeah. We, do we know his placing? Sixty-two
1: out of one out, out of one hundred twenty. He's sixty-two.
0: <laughs> He's number 62 out of 120 kids with a .13 GPA. Whoa! And I was just reading the that story. That just blew my mind. I'm
1: reading... He is 62 out of... A-
0: Whoa. 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 Francis' son's GPA of 0.13 gives him a class ranking of 62 out of 120, which means 58 other students in his class have 0.13 GPA or lower. I just, I don't understand. This is just complete failure on a lot of people. Teachers? Uh, stu- administrators, stu- stu- students,
1: administrators for sure, parents,
0: pa- and everyone, principals, ev- everyone. Like, there's no way you're a principal and you don't know that your senior class is happening. What I don't are they, they or what is not happening? I like y'all just passing kids to the next grade. It's and like, you know, but you know what back. I think it is? It's Baltimore, so probably a bunch of inner city kids. Um probably a lot of black people, a lot of minorities um okay, and they're just honestly they're probably just not getting a lot of funding they're probably i'm certain they probably have trouble hiring teachers there uh paying teachers there. This isn't happening in any in in any affluent neighborhoods I can guarantee Bro, you that
1: that but these numbers are astronomically insane they, they are they are horrific they are. It almost seems like there's just no schooling being had.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous, um, and it's it's just a lack of accountability on see, so, so many people.
1: See, so I was just talking to a dude the other day, uh-huh. and he and I was having my mind blown <laughs> because he was telling me we are we know if you've had friends that are athletes, sometimes these motherfuckers just get let by mm-hmm. coaches help them. People, teachers, coaches, write papers for them. They pass them all sorts of stuff. (laughs) This motherfucker told me, and I hadn't known this until the other day. He told Mm -hmm. me two things. For his Spanish class, which he only learned the most basic of words, milk, cat, dog, house, things (laughs) like that. So he was clearly failing that class horribly. They made a deal. Where during his Spanish class, that block, he would go to weight training in the, the <laughs> depending upon his performance in weight training, that would determine his grade for Spanish. That's crazy. So he was in the weight room lifting with all of his friends, having a good time, lifting weights, exercising, and he would get an A there so he would get an A printed next to Spanish class. Like I get it's an elective, but damn. Right. That's and, and then another one was his engineering class, I believe. uh uh-huh. His teacher said if – oh, because he would always come in late. So he would say, listen, you at least have to come in here and make it look like you were trying to get here. Like, you can't just keep <laughs> like slowly, smoothly, gracefully sauntering in here like everything is cool. At least make it look like you're trying. <laughs> so then he would start doing funny things like opening up the door – And then coming in like he's bear crawling on the ground, like getting into the class, like, oh, oh, like I tried so hard. And he would make the professor, he would make the teacher laugh. So then from that point on, as long as he came in and made, as long as he came in and gave the theatrics and made the teacher laugh, the teacher would give him good grades. That's wild. It is. But these were the types of things that were going on. Now, we're talking about one person that was an athlete being passed but this is a completely different thing uh-huh. and that's why i was so adamant about reading this book thinking and learning to think because it's something that's just it's not being taught but it's it's we have to reform the way that we look at the educational system that is ridiculous it is like where is the scene where,
0: where are the parent teacher conferences yeah, yeah it is. like and but what they are they talking have, about they don't do that anymore what are they talking <laughs> they have there
1: have to be pta meetings but what are they talking about in them
0: that's insane man that, she like, said that's a, so like, his mom says i'm just assuming that if you're passing that you have the proper things to go to the next grade and the right grades if you in the right credits you're trusting it's, too much uh, in a
1: broken system
0: yeah it is broken
1: it's really yeah, you have the way too broken. much way too much trust in, in this broken system
0: yep um as we dig deeper into her son's records we can see in his first three years at Augusta Fells, he failed 22 classes in his first three years. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's really unfortunate. That's pretty sad. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really know. She says,
0: I feel like they never gave my son an opportunity. Like Ooh. if there was an issue with him not advancing or not progressing, that they should have contacted me three years ago.
1: Three years ago. That's so wild that she's working off of information that she last got three years ago. Like you would think, and, and I understand what she's saying. She's, again, she's not necessarily wrong, but she should have definitely taken more initiative to figure out what's going on with her son's education. Yeah. We also don't know is this a single? Is this a single family home? We don't know how hard she's it's, working. She I might think, have a ton on her shoulders. I think it is a mom with three kids, and three she kids. works a couple of yeah,
0: jobs. Yeah, yeah. So it's I'll give I, a little bit. Yeah, no, you got to give some leeway to her. She for has sure. a
1: little less culpability than all the administrators, the principal. Oh no, the teachers. absolutely no. Yeah.
0: The, the the big part of the blame is on the school system. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's not not her. That's the a big part of the blame is on insane. the school system. Um, but damn, man. But no, like I said, this isn't happening in any affluent neighborhoods. Yeah. Like, they got to stop, stop treating these black and brown kids crazy. Like, they need a proper education. You got all this crime and poverty in Baltimore, you know what I'm saying, with a horrible educational system. It's just going gonna, it's gonna, it's to keep being shit. There's
1: so much beauty and brilliance and brain power that we just miss out on that we don't get to flourish And actually find itself manifesting other cool ways of life for us simply because we don't take care of people. Like there's so many brilliant minds that don't have resources for shit. Mm -hmm. And we'll never get, we'll never reap all the benefits, all the possible benefits that could come from these bright minds because we're not, we're not nourishing the minds. Yeah. But there, yeah, but there's plenty of just, yeah, come on, man. So much art an innovation that we're missing out on because we don't give a fuck about these schools.
0: Yeah. So now That's I'm going insane. now I'm going to flip the switch here and because I'm going to, I'm going to continue with youth but I'm going to flip flip the switch up a little bit. Um I've been hearing this quote um from my lady, you know, over the last couple of weeks. Okay. Um and it's a quote that really got me continue. to like thinking, like got my mind spinning a little bit. Um yo, you trying to hand me that off Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So it got my mind spinning. The quote is, and I want you to, um, I want you to, you know, tell me what you think about this quote. The quote is, youth is wasted on the young. Yes. Sounds like you've heard this before. My grandmother.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What do you think about that? Youth is wasted on the young. Uh, That would... Be alluding to the fact that we take things for granted. We don't know how to actually reap the benefits of youth. A lot of opportunity out there. And By the time you have the wisdom of understanding how you could play the game Uh and, and grab opportunity, you're too old and you don't necessarily have the same vigor. Mm-hmm. And excitement about life to go and do it. Your body's not keeping up the same, right? So it's, you're, it's, you're a completely it's, different it's too person. Too late,
0: you know. Like on my way over here, I was thinking to myself, like, what if we, what if we were all on some like Benjamin Button type shit, and like we just aged into youth? But we've been here so long. We have the the, the, the yes. thoughts and the and the, the mind of an, and the wisdom wisdom and hopefully the maturity, yes, of an older person, right? But we're younger. You know, like what if there's that's crazy. There, so there's a way to
1: do that. And you know what? When that saying, that phrase came to be. Youth is wasted among or, youth is wasted among On what the, the youth. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> that was probably a very long time ago with a bunch of old ass people that didn't have the technology <laughs> that we have today. The The knowledge yeah. about how to keep the human mind and body young. Right. For a longer period of time, so I think it changes now because what because what is youth really? There's a point in time when you're gonna say you are you old, you old, you yeah. 80 years old, like you old. Yeah. <laughs> but my grandma being 50 years old when she was, she's about to be 91 like this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. But her being 51, and when I get to 51, those two 51s are gonna look different. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Those are gonna be different ages because of the nourishment, I'm able to give myself the, the knowledge and the science that is out there now on how to take care of yourself in a better light. Yeah. It's just, I think the human expectancy is probably rising as a whole. Yeah. Life expectancy, it probably all goes hand in hand. So what I'm saying is if you can hold on to your youth longer, if you can hold on to that vigor, that energy and the, the flexibility, the buoyancy of your whole life stream, then it doesn't have to be wasted necessarily you to, can get to a point where you're getting older and you're gaining all the wisdom and insight that you're talking about yeah but at the same time but you can still go and exercise and practice these things in real life yeah. because you've taken care of yourself
0: and to your point when i looked up the phrase the earliest remnants i could find of it was in like the 1930s so, yeah a long time ago. yeah
1: old as thing in the 1930s yeah niggas was old yeah. and they didn't have the things <laughs> that we have these days yeah it, you know yoga and exercise mm-hmm. and all the eating all these different food groups leafy greens and all these sort of thing and kale and kale smoothies that wasn't a thing back then motherfuckers wasn't having chia chia seed and <laughs> chia seed <laughs> and kale seeds. spinach <laughs> fucking smoothies it just it wasn't it wasn't on the menu it wasn't an nah, option so not at all <laughs> yeah like back then people were there were cigarette ads that weren't even necessary. We're talking about a, a day and age where they probably didn't even have the, the surgeons or the general surgeon's warning yeah, yeah. on the side of the cigarette pack. Yeah, surgeon general. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you probably just smoking cigarettes and you're not even necessarily thinking about what
0: it does to you. Yeah. So
1: yeah, you just smoking tobacco. Yeah, yeah. There's,
0: there's mad. Yeah, no, no. Nobody no. was talking about secondhand smoke.
1: No, bro. <laughs> Think about it. There was a point in time where people could smoke wherever the... You on an airplane? We smoking. That's wild. Yeah, think about it, bro. We smoking on an airplane. Your baby in here? I don't give a fuck. I'm blowing smoke in your baby's face. You in a restaurant? I'm blowing smoke in your baby's face. And that was before there were partitions for smoking only and not. It was just smoke places when you went there. You had a cafe. It don't matter. Motherfuckers
0: lighting up cigarettes. Mm -hmm. People were living differently back then. Yeah. Smoking inside just recently in, like in the last like 10 years or so?
1: Uh,
0: Or am I tripping? Or uh, like, I don't know. It might have been. Smoking tobacco inside? Yeah. I feel like. Or something. Like maybe it wasn't allowed anymore in like restaurants or something Mm. specific. I I don't know. I could be tripping.
1: Um, I mean, I definitely remember growing up and thinking that I've seen smoking areas in different parts of my life. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like there were smoking areas for things, so that that had, that makes sense. It was probably I don't know about ten years, but
0: definitely in our lifespan, I believe that that happened Dur- during our existence. I believe that that happened. Yeah, apparently California was the first state to enact statewide statewide smoking ban indoor in 1995. Mm. So that was 95. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was see, just that's that still very, that's
1: still pretty recent though. Oh yeah, we yeah. were alive. Yeah, we were <laughs> alive. That's pretty wild. Yeah. That's very very interesting. There's yeah, we could have easily just been babies somewhere inhaling some smoke for some some people just blowing smoke, and it's
0: not even their fault. Like they might not even have necessarily know. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Throughout the early to mid two thousands, especially between two thousand four and two thousand seven, an increasing number of states enacted a statewide smoking ban of some kind.
1: Mm. So that's
0: probably what I'm thinking yeah. about that two thousand seven yeah range.
1: That I mean. makes that makes a whole lot more sense.
0: Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> The youth. The times have changed, man. Um, Do you feel like the youth is, is just waste youth? Um, I don't know that it's necessarily wasted, but I totally can understand why that quote came about. Because I, as someone that's old and old as shit, you're kind of just looking at the youth yeah. like, oh my God, they're so inconsiderate. They're like, so Like they're if, so I, if I had
1: your body, I would yeah. go and be doing great yeah. things right like, now. like if
0: I could just transfer my brain into your body I would make you, you I I, th- know what I'm I think the Better only I think the it.
1: only way that 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 Maxim can even stand on his own is if you're is if you're using it with the this preconceived notion that the object of life is to be doing things with wisdom there, yeah. there could very well be it could very well be the case that since the life is the way that it's set up it's set up so that we come into this world and we have so Coaching.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You coach because you love whatever sport it is or whatever it is you're fucking coaching, but you can't necessarily do that thing anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't throw the football the way you came into it. Steve Nash, he's a coach now. Like certain great athletes just become it's coaches up on your sports. or, or, or <laughs> sports or sports <laughs> analysts. Um, a lot of them are, are past or ex players, right? Athletes. Yeah. And it's because they still love it, but now they need to be able to take the wisdom that they have about the game and then impart that and give their insight in whatever way it is. So maybe that's just the natural thing of it is you're supposed to come into this world as ignorant and naive as you are, run around, fumble, fuck a bunch of stuff up, no pun intended with the fumble, run around, fuck stuff up, <laughs> not really know what you're doing, keep bumping your head in the walls, learn at a point in time, and then when you get to a certain age then it's time for you to start imparting that wisdom on the younger generation. Maybe that's just the natural way of things. And so it's not necessarily being wasted. It's being used the way that it's kind of supposed to be or set up to be used. It's supposed to be set up and it's supposed to be used in an immature, erratic, inconsiderate, sometimes Mm -hmm. unrespectable sort of way, like Mm -hmm. haphazard. It's sort of supposed to be done that way. Yeah.
0: But I guess, you know. And it's the, your job as the older <laughs> wise sage to help those people. In the 1930s when, you know, your life expectancy is maybe like 60. It's <laughs> different. They, yeah. It's, it, it's yeah, different. that's what I'm saying. It hits differently.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that line makes a whole lot more sense. <laughs> Making fun of motherfuckers that, that just didn't have a long life expectancy because they didn't have what we had. Oh, my gosh, that's
0: crazy. I'm about to figure it out.
1: Oh, my God. 58
0: gosh. for men in 1930 58 yep see 62 for women in 1930
1: you're not even oh my god imagine if we're already past halfway of our life like we don't oh my Woo! gosh that's crazy that's when everybody was working as as like a um, A mind mind yeah. worker. <laughs> like motherfuckers was just breathing niggas in cold was in the dust. Cold mines. Yeah, <laughs> ever since the age of nine. <laughs> bringing the bringing the bread home for the family. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's insane. <laughs> oh no. That's yeah, that's not good.
0: Um, but yeah, man. What, so that 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 was my little two pieces on on the youth that yeah. I wanted to talk about. But um, what do you want to jump into?
1: Um, something I want to bring up is I want to talk about Dr. Carl Hart. Yeah. For sure. I definitely want to talk about him. But I'm thinking about a certain way of, of bringing that information about. Um I'd say let's let's talk about him. I got you to to listen to him a little bit. I got some information here on Dr. Carl Hart <clears throat> for the people that don't know. Do a little bit of research. It's just interesting. It's interesting when new things come along and people try to divulge energy and change our mind on things. That's why I like looking at relationships differently. That's why I like the whole idea of gross national happiness indicators. Just trying to look at life a little bit differently. Not necessarily hopping on the boat and saying everything needs to change we need to forget all of our old ways and do this yeah. without enough research. But just knowing that people are still trying to look for things that are fresh and new and that are going to push us forward in different ways. Mm-hmm. Dr. Carl Hart is a professor at Columbia University. Got his PhD from University of Wyoming in 1996. He is a professor of psychology.
0: What was he doing in Wyoming? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what made that nigga go there? <laughs> um, you know what?
1: He's a very interesting guy, and I, you've gotten to listen to him a little bit too, right? Yeah. Nah, so yeah. he he has a very interesting view on things, and as we talk more about him, you would expect him to. He talks about wanting to leave America and go live in certain other places because, according to him, we have not caught up to a lot of different ways of thinking that are going on in other places. They're a lot more free and not not so what he says, moralist. Everything isn't isn't moralist. As
0: I've gone through this ethics class, I've realized that morality is so huge. Huge here, mm-hmm. and it's really based. Like, there's so much religion behind it. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's getting their morals from the Bible, and and if your morals don't come from the Bible, then you're you're fucking weird or and it's or, or some.
1: But was but what's interesting is with with the coming out of a lot of, I'm not necessarily going to say atheists or you know maybe agnostics or just secular people uh-huh. that just talk about things in in a realm of rationality. Uh-huh. It's really it's really not. It's really not too scary anymore. There was a point in time where I feel like if you didn't believe in some sacred text, then it was kind of hard, like telling people that in mm-hmm. in groups of people. I felt like it was kind of weird. Like you kind of had to come out.
0: Yeah. In no. A I way. mean, the t- times have changed. Um, people are a lot of people. People are starting to think for themselves. Um, yeah, a lot some, more. Yeah, some people, people are. Yeah. People are. You know. You know, shouting from the rooftops about what it is that they believe in, even right. if it's. You know, not what the majority believes in. Yeah, there's a, there's um,
1: definitely a paradigm shift. Yeah. You could say that yeah. maybe we'll look back on this technological age and you may say that with the technological age, there may for some pockets been some sort of enlightenment stage buried inside oh of it.
0: God, nigga, I was just about to say that <laughs> I was just about to say this is just one of those. Um, eras of enlightenment. Yeah, like I was. Yeah. Oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, that's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> you look like you upset that I stole it from you or something like that. Like I, mean, oh, I, like, I, I, I was, I was preparing to spew it out. Yeah, and yeah, out yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But but
1: that. So that's what's interesting about that is this is another one of those guys that's trying to come forth and have us just tweak the way that we look at something that has been stigmatized for so long for so many reasons that as he is purporting is. Incorrect. Mm-hmm. It's just incorrect. And so his research interests are behavioral neuroscience in neuropsychopharmacology. Right. Okay. He's been in pharmacology. I want to say he says like 30 plus years, 40 years, something like that. Like he's he's been doing this for a long time. Making so a nice buck. Current research, we are interested in investigating the behavioral and neuropharmacological effects of psychoactive drugs in human research participants. A major focus of this laboratory-based research is to understand factors that mediate drug self-administration behavior and to develop effective treatments. More recently, we have made attempts to translate our lab-based knowledge into more humane drug policies. That's what I'll read from that page. I've listened to him on a little bit of Joe Rogan's podcast. I listened to the entire thing on The Breakfast Club, which you slightly shat on. We talked about it. We we can talk about it again because I think that it is important to talk about why we had our discussion about why he would go on The Breakfast Club and talk about things like this. And I've listened to a lecture of his at some state, at some university. So... It seems to me that he's trying to debunk certain things, certain generalizations that have come around drugs. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of things that I've written down here in my, my fancy little, my wacky little journal
0: here. I was about to
1: say, when did it go from wacky to fancy? Yes. Um, yes, no, no, there's nothing <laughs> fancy about this at all, actually. So first and foremost, I guess we should say one of the reasons he's getting so much attention right now is because he is a college professor that has professed his drug usage. A little bit of wrong. A little bit of a little bit of the boy. <laughs> a little bit of the boy. The boy, for those of you that don't know, the boy is heroin. He has used, he has openly used heroin before. I mean, he
0: used some of that bitch too. He
1: used, he used, he says. <laughs> That he has used every drug that we as lay people would be able to put our fingers on. Now, clearly, he's a scientist and he's in there with drugs. So there's a bunch of other stuff that he's probably tried that we wouldn't even know how to categorize or talk about. Yeah, shit like that. (laughs) That's crazy. Right, exactly things that are just named after the the combination of chemicals and things like dihydroxycut difluoride (laughs) antihistamine (laughs) methamphetamine (laughs) nitrogen trioxalate right (laughs) Right. like those are the drugs them niggas in the laboratory is doing they're doing that was the stupidest thing ever I put so many different little pharmaceuticals <laughs> and just random names together, so <laughs> every drug we could think oh, of man. so he's done you know psilocybin, <laughs> which is magic mushrooms, he's done l s d he's done you know crack cocaine, heroin, clearly weed, stuff like that, so mm-hmm. he's he's very well versed in all these different things um and so for you to one just have it it's great too because. Because what he has said is Columbia University hasn't come to him since he's sort of blown up and been like, yo, what are you doing? you like giving our name a bad, like our school a bad name. He says that none of that has happened. Who knows if he's just trying to protect them or whatever. But he says that they haven't come to him for that, which is cool. They believe in what it is he's doing and the research that he's coming forth with. He is saying things like heroin in itself doesn't kill people normally. That is our lack of understanding of the drug heroin in its pure form. Uh Now, a lot of times what's happening and we've been hearing about it throughout the years and throughout the last couple of weeks, honestly, I've heard a few of bad batches of heroin going out, people dying from heroin. But he says people rarely die from only heroin. Most most deaths involve multiple drugs like Xanax, Valium, Nerve, pain meds, alcohol. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah, exactly. Like there are things that are usually inside and implemented, incorporated inside the drugs. It's been stepped on. It has been stepped on, you might say. Exactly. And that's what does it. Um, he talks about- there being to do being,
0: explain that phrase for that one.
1: He's saying, yeah, we're going to- Yeah, might have <laughs> to do one. He says that drugs aren't really the problem. And this is something that a lot of people, like this has been, there have been rumblings of this. People have thought about this differently for a long point in time. It's not the drug in itself that's a problem. There are predicting factors that they have researched that will sort of indicate whether someone is more susceptible to becoming a drug addict than others, Mm -hmm. like their social economical standing. right? What sort of money are they working with? Where did they come from? What other mental illnesses if any are they dealing with like where are they on the spectrum what is their background well yeah what is their background (laughs) and that everyone has to be treated individually for this type of thing and it's not just if you do this then you're going to become a drug addict yeah he denounces marijuana being a gateway drug it's 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 uh it's a lot of interesting stuff and he talks about these other places in the world that have, what are they called, drug consumption rooms. I've heard of those, actually. Where you can go. And one, if you're going to be doing drugs, you're in a place where you can do the drugs and people are looking at you that know what drugs are. It's a controlled environment. It's a controlled environment where, sort of like when I was talking to you about the Santo Daime churches in Canada that were able to usher in psychedelics in their religious purposes. Mm-hmm. You have shamans, you have people that have been, you know, this information has been passed down generation to generation and they know how to have a controlled environment and give you that security so where you're not tripping out and end up having long-term psychological effects because you're going through a very bad trip. They facilitate and curate the vibes in the environment in such a way where you feel safe. You're given that security. Again, this episode is brought to you by security. That's why I wanted to bring this up. You can go to these places and you can test your drugs. They will test the purity of the drugs that you bring in. And they can tell you just how pure the drug is or if it has been contaminated with some shit from some drug dealer that wanted to stretch whatever batch it is he got, so he threw some extra stuff
0: in there so he could be able to stretch the amount and sell more. Over Do you time. know if they keep the drugs on hand there? Like, can you just go in there and be like, you know, let me get a little shot of this? Oh, I don't. I
1: yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, I don't know if they administer yeah, th- those type of drugs if they hold them there and you can just purchase them or things like. That. I'm not quite certain. It may it, that may be the case because there are also places where people go and they get um, I forget exactly what the shots are called, but there's certain shots if you're going through uh, heroin withdrawals Withdrawal. and things like that. Like you can go and get it starts with the M. I forget what it is, but you go there and you get a shot taken, and that sort like cools you over and things yeah. like that. Like they administer their own drugs because again, and this is what he's talking about when you know the drugs and you spend time researching the drugs, he is okay with coming out and saying, I'm coming from a place of privilege because I have knowledge about this. Mm -hmm. I understand how much is a good dose to take, a safe dose of something to take, and under what circumstances to take it in. So when people come at him like they did on The Breakfast Club, where they're not necessarily listening to what he's saying so much, and they keep putting stuff in his mouth, saying that he's promoting drug use, what he's saying is, I'm not promoting drug use as much as I am trying educating. to trying to educate people yeah. on what drugs are because people are going to do <clears throat> drugs whether we like it or not, whether we tell them to or mm-hmm. not. And so security again. If you're someone close to me that is taking drugs, maybe you have a problem, maybe you don't, whatever the case may be, what are the chances that you're going to open up to me and be vulnerable about your possible drug problem if I'm always shitting on drug users? Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. So instead of me telling you shouldn't be doing this, you're a fucking drug addict, or you're a fucking slouch for doing these things, you're a loser, whatever the case may be, I open up the conversation and try to get you real education on it so you really know what's going out here. Because you, you're going to do the drug regardless, mm-hmm. and so now it's how can we get you the proper information so that if you're going to do it, you practice it in the safest way, in, a way, in something that he drew as a parallel, is having sex. We don't tell kids, I mean, some people do, but if you're realistic, you don't tell kids never have sex, never have sex until you're whatever age or you're out of my house or you're married or whatever kids may be. Right. You know that realistically, that's not what's going to happen. Right. So practically, what you want to do is give them the right information. You're going to have sex. I'd much rather that you waited until you were emotionally stable and understanding of how things work in yourself emotionally and other people, whatever the case may be, and what it takes to raise a child outside of just finances, which you need to figure that the fuck out too. Yeah. I need you to know that you need to p- practice safe sex, why you need to practice safe sex, where it's okay to have sex, where it's not okay, where it's unacceptable doing these things, but we give them the proper education on it. Instead, with drugs, you just shame people that do drugs in the way that they do it. Instead of trying to give them the proper, the proper education and knowledge on what the fuck is going on behind it, how people do get hurt, what people you how people use drugs, because for, because another thing he says is the overwhelming percentage of people that use drugs are functional people. Yeah. There are mad people out here that just use a lot of different types of drugs, and because it's stigmatized the way it is, they're just not going to open up and talk to you about this sort of stuff. I come on here and I talk about, and I will talk about, drug experiences that I've had, Mm -hmm. but that's simply because of who I am. Most people aren't going to do that and open up about that sort of thing because it's so stigmatized. And it could just be something like weed, let alone, you're talking about heroin, crack cocaine, LSD, shroom, psilocybin, whatever the fuck the case may be. Psilocybin. Psilocybin is the the drug, the chemical inside of magic mushrooms.
0: Oh, okay.
1: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say DMT. Didn't, yeah, yeah, you like. You didn't homie, tell me about that. You like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you know about the psilocybin okay. for sure. Okay. Uh, people out there using toad ayahuasca. Uh, there's a lot of different, a lot of different types of stuff like that, but. Very, very interesting guy. What were your thoughts on what you Um, saw of him or even? I took down a
0: couple of things that um, he spoke about here. So I thought it was real from what, so from the, because we didn't watch the same thing. So keep that in mind. Um, Right. Or at least I think we did. But um, one thing that he brought up in the one that I watched is he said most of his drug use that he does is with his partner, which I think is really cool. Like, have, Oh, not his research partner, his life yeah, partner. Yeah, 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 Yes, 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 yes. And I think that that's really cool that he has someone else that's probably kind of on the same wavelength yeah, yeah, yeah. that's there with him. She backs some, him up. Yeah. She has um,
1: seen him. For a lot of people, it's weird because it's just some black dude with dreads popping up. He's If you see the way he talks, he's a little socially awkward. Like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but- to his wife, his partner, who's been there however many years, she's seen him in the laboratory right, r- writing books, reading books, writing essays. She's seen the work. So yeah. she, I'm sure she, she believes in what he's got going on.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think you kind of touched on this already, but, you know, obviously illegal substances aren't much different from the legal substances people use without hesitation on a daily basis. It just depends on how you're using them. I believe drug use can be done in moderation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's um, you know, but like you said earlier, some people just aren't set up to to not be an addict. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, depending on where you're from, how you were raised, what yes. type of traumas you've been through. Right. Because when you think about it, a lot of people that get into drugs, they've been through some shit in their life. They use the drugs to cope. It's a coping mechanism. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? right, 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 right. Um, and it could very well be a coping mechanism For him as well, because he uses it to what he says, be a better person. Yes, um, he has said that. Sometimes elevate himself, level himself up. Right.
1: Sometimes just to experience. A lot of times, and this is interesting for him because a lot of the times in this hierarchy of drug usage, he talks about drug exceptionalism. Mm -hmm. How heroin and crack cocaine, like you look at those things and you kind of have a slide eye to it. But how psychedelics has become a little sexier. Mm -hmm. And people look at that differently (laughs) because they say, oh, well, you're having an existential trip and you're going and experiencing things about your life. But he's saying, yeah, but what if I don't want that? What if I just want to experience euphoria? Uh He's just talking. He's going in it straight, saying maybe it's not about all this existential stuff like that can be cool. You can do that. And I don't shame people for having some existential explosion go off and they see things in life differently now. But what if I just want to do this just to feel euphoric with my partner? Uh Like there should be nothing wrong with that. I feel like it goes the same with people with tattoos. I'm going to say here, fuck everybody out there that needs other people with tattoos to have wild, crazy, deep, profoundly, wildly, insanely explorative explanations for their tattoos. Uh-huh. What if I just wanted? I just I just like the tattoo. I just like I just like a jellyfish. Uh-huh. I just like a seahorse. Now I do have reasons behind these in certain ways. It does have to do with my appreciation for these beings and what they do because they're really interesting organisms. But you don't. If you you don't have to have that. And it's the same way. You don't have to go into drugs thing like trying to explain to people yep. why. Just like, and he says, why you do certain sex positions with your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to explain that to people. You don't have to explain to people why you don't like certain sex things, why you, you're into BDSM, why you're not into this. You don't have to do that. Yeah. So I don't have to explain to you why certain drugs are good for me or why I partake in them and why I don't. Yeah. So he has-
0: an t- interesting paradigm shift. He's got a book titled Drug Use for Grown Ups. For Grown Ups. And- in what I in the um the little uh little interview that I listened to, one thing that he said that was kind of odd to me was saying that his book, and I get why he said this though, saying that his book is for grown, responsible adults who handle their business, contribute to this world in a good way, and want to possibly use drugs and see what that see what that's about. But I wonder if he thinks that maybe his book could potentially help addicts or simply because they are addicts, they won't understand. No, he doesn't think that Okay,
1: he's actually done. I, I wrote this down. This is actually a really good point that you bring up. He him and his lab partners. Have conducted experiments in which they would. They would give someone an addict, you might say, or a user. The option to take the drug before them. Or a certain amount of money, right? $20, $25, whatever the case may be. And I know where everyone's mind's gonna go first, because this is where my mind went. So, and they would most of the time take the money mm-hmm. as opposed to the hit. Mm-hmm. Now, what, you're, what you should be thinking is, yeah, nigga, they took. The money so that they could go buy some drugs or just more of the drugs because the amount you were going (laughs) to give them wasn't going to be the amount that they could buy with the money, Mm -hmm. right? Because that that was supposed to be their alternative incentive Mm -hmm. is what they called it. But what he said was, even if that's the case, it still breaks the idea that drug users and addicts can't think rationally. Mm -hmm and make rational decisions when they're in the state of wanting drugs, mm-hmm. right? You said even if they take the money and go buy drugs later, they still saw an end game and they decided to hold off and not take instant gratification like most people see or would think that a drug addict would do. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that in itself sort of dispels that idea that they're just fucking hungry for drugs and they can't make any rational decisions even if it means something better for them later on so no i I think that he he looks at people and he's he's just saying this is for people that want to rationally think about drug usage right and that are open-minded to think about it in a new light so i think that's what he means by adults i think he's shitting on everyone else (laughs) that's i think that's what's going on there
0: um and then obviously you know the war on drugs, all the propaganda behind it. Um, as a black man, mm-hmm. I do think that he kind of sees that for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you get Reagan putting crack in the inner cities in the eighties, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, starting the whole crack epidemic, um, and stuff like that. And generally which he
1: speaks of interesting because he says that it wasn't crack that tore down the black community. Oh yeah, it was other things. Yeah, like crack was there, but it w- but that doesn't necessarily well, yeah, mean I'm that you saying... can attribute the destruction of the black community to crack. And he gets into that. I yeah. really think people should go listen to him. Just Definitely. give him
0: just give him like one lecture long or one interview. It's very interesting. Yeah, I'm not saying crack is what is what killed it all. It was a lot of it was a lot of different things, but I can guarantee you that shit ain't helped nothing. <laughs> it didn't help anything no yeah they weren't getting but, any nutrition yeah from but all that all that propaganda is why we have these bad images and bad thoughts right. about drugs and don't get me wrong i know that there are people out there that are doing their research and have done their research even when all the all this all that propaganda started there's some guys that know some shit about drugs just like dr carl hart yeah um that could have been like oh i mean nah if you like you know it, this substance isn't so bad if you if you, if, you if you don't do this, mix it with other yeah, things, if or you, if you just if you take do this, this dosage or, or do that, or yeah. you take it in moderation, right. like this stuff is fine. And it could probably be used to, to calm and and uh you know maybe solve a little bit of mental illness, or help yeah. relax people, mm-hmm. get people to where they need to be physically, mentally, right. and whatnot. But instead, it's been used, the propaganda's been used as a tool to mm-hmm. just shit on all this stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, but, I, but I, like, I like this new wave of enlightenment as we, as we deemed it earlier. I, yeah. I really do like it. Uh, so I want to talk about this card that we pulled last week. I'm going to bring this up because it goes into this conversation for right. me. The card that we pulled last time is what are you passionate about and want to spend more time doing? Now we laughed immediately upon pulling that because this podcast has, for the most part, been nothing but us talking about things that we're passionate about and we want yeah. to continue doing. <laughs> so we really had to go deep in our bag and figure out something else and try to hopefully uh, unearth some creativity in this question. Right, mine's not gonna. It's probably not gonna be as creative as yours. That's <laughs> that's that's fine. That's fine. And mine could maybe could only be as creative because I this conversation really does entwine with this one nicely. Uh-huh. My answer about what I'm passionate about and want to do more is saying yes to things. Opening myself up in saying yes to things without necessarily the, the, all of the proper knowledge it would take to be secure that this is going to be a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. kind of just letting yourself go out there in the wind a little bit and just putting yourself out there. I we've had many discussions on wild haphazard precarious situations we would put ourselves in as younger people because you just don't weigh pros and cons and stuff like that. But I'm I'm at a place now where every once in a while I'll feel like I'll get a little comfortable in the things that I'm doing and when I feel that I very Strongly feel the need to break out of that mold, and that I need to do something that shakes up my existence. Like I have to do something that shakes things up. So this past week or so, or two weeks now, whatever fuck it's been since we last potted, I decided to say yes to a few things that I probably wouldn't have a couple of weeks ago. Okay, and it put me in like some different positions, and I've learned some new things about security, and in just fun and being open to things. Mm-hmm. So one of them being, I just recently, what was it, last Wednesday, Thursday, something like that, I had in a psychedelic experience, mm-hmm. another psychedelic experience. It's been a couple of years. I was asked if I wanted to do this by a friend. I said, yes, I want to do this thing. I feel like I'm sort of on a verge or a breakthrough, and i it would be nice to be there and, and have that and just sort of take a shortcut to this this mental space I could get to. Mm-hmm. It was a great fucking time. The whole day was amazing. A lot of different music played, a little food eaten, a lot of interesting laughs and conversations and, you know, the pictures dancing. It's just a lot of of interesting stuff going on. The reason I bring that into conversation and the security conversation, the drug conversation, well, clearly drug conversation, is because at a point in time, music means a lot when you're on drugs. It Mm -hmm. means a lot. You can feel shit in your soul. It can, the, the the curation of the music can completely create a, a, a new world that you're living in a new vibe
0: start hearing the instruments you didn't know was yes
1: in you start <laughs> hearing instruments in a completely different way you start appreciating the music on different levels you would, could have never tapped
0: into before Man, this nigga on the flute is
1: biting yes right you now. just like the flute in the background like how did i never how did i never hear the little how did i never hear that in the background like that's that's making this for me right Man, now is that a
0: harp it's yeah right Who's playing the heart?
1: You just start thinking about it differently. So, Earned It by The weekend came on. Oh, I love that song. And these violins picked up and I was listening to the violins and in that moment, I closed my eyes and as the violins were being played, this is all super drugged out. So, if you've never really done sort of drugs like this, I just sound weird as fuck, but just stay with me. As the violins were being played, I felt a a warm swaddling like little baby Jesus in his manger, like just a warm swaddling of just energy or something as violins were being played. And in that moment, I felt what I could only see as maximum security. Okay. And I thought about everything that had to take place in order for that to be the feeling, the the imminent feeling that I was going to be engaging with for however long this moment lasts. I'm in my home that has a lock on it. I have snacks and food in case I need snacks and food, and they're not difficult to make. I can just kind of get to things. (laughs) Water, drinks. I'm here with a good friend of mine. It's great energy. I know that the person that I live with is going to be cool, calm, collected about the situation. They're chilling. There's no weird vibes when they come in. I have money. I'm not worried about being on the street next week. I have a family that supports me. I have a community of people that support me, friends and family, acquaintances that like me. It's a real sense, a strong sense of community. All these things at once just made me think about This is the only way I could feel this security from all these different walls or levels of security that end up amounting to me feeling completely okay and void of any uncertainty. Mm -hmm. I feel certain in this moment that I am safe and sound and I feel good and secure emotionally, physically, mentally, in every way, shape or form. And it was an overwhelming feeling, feeling that secure
2: mm-hmm.
1: and paying attention to all the things that make me secure. And then as the violence continued to play in my behind my eyelids, I saw the silhouette of a younger girl in like white lines. I just saw the silhouette of a young girl. What immediately again, I sound wild if you've never done drugs, but <laughs> what that sort of what <clears throat> that made me feel was women a lot of the time don't feel secure and comfortable around men and new men in particular mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons some could be warranted some could not be whatever the case may be but that seems to be the case a lot of the time women talk about you know i mean Just dudes being creepy and having a creepy essence about them. And you wouldn't necessarily want to be alone with them. Like you would want there to be a third party somewhere in the vicinity, whatever the case may be. And I hear that that's an overwhelmingly prevalent trope that that I've heard amongst women, right? Mm -hmm. And so the reason it hit me so hard is because I thought about all these moments that just came rushing into my psyche in which women... Of all different sorts of, of all types have expressed their sense of security with me. And when I think about how I felt in that moment, I immediately thought, if the women in my life that they, they just come through my life, they're in it for a long period of time, short period of time, whatever the case may be, any woman that enters my airspace, my ecosystem, if they just feel a modicum of what it is I'm feeling right now. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) I'm glad that they can feel what I'm feeling simply because I'm the person that I am. And it transcended past women having to feel comfortable with you to want to sleep with you or be with you intimately. I'm thinking about like my possible future daughter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or my little sister that I already have. I'm thinking about How great it feels to be the type of person where these people can feel comfortable being with me, speaking about things in their life, because I just I would loathe the idea that these people wouldn't don't feel that way with me, feel closed off, feel as though I'm just going to judge everything that they're going to do or just any of any of the opposites of the things that I said make me feel secure. I'm I'm just glad that I don't give off any of those cues yeah. that I'm not a safe welcoming person to be around. Yeah. And so there there were just there had been like five instances that past week where just some women I've known for a while or some new mm-hmm. women just came around and they showed me in various ways how comfortable they were with my presence, my being. And that just meant a lot to me in that in that experience. So, security—it just—it just—it just means it's so much more when you really break it down. And so that's—and so that's—that's—that's where—that's um, what I
0: was thinking. That's where my my acid trip got me. So there's a video I'm gonna send it to you um, after this, or at some point, the making of Cisco's thong song, mm. where they break down. How they created the sounds with the violins. Mm. Just sound it sounds magical. Okay. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, like it's always... worth listening to. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Gotta, like there's just yeah. nothing else. Scandalous. Yeah. There's nothing but else I, in I, it. They just talk about how to you know, eventually they bring in the rest of the people. <laughs> Y'all like wah, 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 wah. Baby, move your That's actually <laughs> an all time classic. And let me say it again. It really, is. yeah. No,
1: look
0: at <laughs> Damn, I do. Yeah, we got. I got to listen to this, you. Gotta, I'm gonna find the video. I'm gonna send it to you because when I, when, yes. the
1: dude,
0: when he was playing them violins, that I nigga was, like, was singing this.
1: too. That's a creepy song. <laughs> He's singing way too. We, Mikey and I have talked about it. He's singing way too passionately about just women in their thongs. Like, hey, <laughs> like, relax, bro. It's not that. It's not that serious.
0: So. Oh my Let's goodness! Let's see, my passionate, passionate piece. Mm. Like I said, not as thought out as what you just did. Here. Okay, but it means a lot to me because this is something I do want to do, um, and something that I am passionate about. Traveling, and I think okay. that it hits okay. even more right now because I'm not doing as much of it or as much as I'd like to. But I found myself over the year, you know, mm. over the last year or so, like I, I'm creating airbnb lists for fun like i'm just i'm on airbnb i'm looking up states that i've never been to even states that i had no knowledge of don't even never cared to think about wyoming them. in that it, wyoming, wyoming is not in there right now okay but you know i could i could probably you know look into a little cabin a little something like that out there yeah. i could i could get into that's it. what
1: that's what they got <laughs>
0: that's, I mean,
1: that's what they got to offer some cabins what, what, what's i amazing, don't know what's do major city know. in, in, in wyoming? Do you wait a second? Because this is this is sad because we should know the capital, the all what's the capital? Of we, Wyoming? Yeah, do we I don't know? Damn, we ought to know I have that. No Go ahead idea. talk. We because we gotta know this. Um <laughs> somebody <laughs> from Wyoming listening, they're like, damn, like them niggas don't respect
0: us in the slightest. <laughs> but like, I'm like a um Cheyenne. I'm a hotel aesthetics snob. Um, I do a lot of research on where I'm going, where I'm staying. Uh, that stuff, like I, I, I think about it so thoroughly. Um, that's
1: hilarious because you also have to make you also have to compensate because you're also cheap. You would say, not when it comes to that.
0: Um, no, not okay. when it comes to
1: that. Okay, so I, I was
0: about to say, how do you how do you get the best of both worlds? Well, that's the thing. I'm cheap on a lot of different things, but what I'm not going to be cheap about is where I'm going to have fun and relax and lay your head down at night. In another city yeah. or another country, yeah. I'm not cheap about that. There's a security that goes along be, with that. You as know well. what? There is because when I go somewhere that maybe I've never been to before, yeah, and I don't know much about that area, yeah, I'm gonna make sure I do feel secure where I'm staying. Make yeah. sure that I feel comfortable where I'm staying. Um, yes, a lot of it's people. Important. A lot of people on um, I've, I've I've seen things on Twitter where people are talking about you know you know why do y'all care so much about you know where you're staying and blah 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 you know and cuz and, and their reasoning is because like when i'm on vacation like i'm not even in the hotel like that you know what i'm saying I'll, all i'm doing there is sleeping and i'm just like now look okay go now ahead now look yeah um you tackle this first look where like i live a i live a very modest regular life at home i believe at least uh i know this nigga might tell you i'm wealthy But You
1: live a a modest life I I understand that I am a minimalist I get that So I'm not going to say that You live a very modest life
0: I live a very modest life A very very modest regular life at home Where I have a shower bathtub combination And when (laughs) I take it upon myself To travel and leave my place of living To go live somewhere else temporarily I'm going to upgrade it It's so funny that sometimes getting, spending more money means you get
1: less things. You say that you live a humble life because you, you live in a a shower with an overhead and bathtub situation. That that part was the joke. But but for some reason, like you just pay pay more money. And then now you just have like a little walk in shower. You're getting less because you don't have a bathtub anymore, but you're paying Fuck about a bathtub. Some people do though, but I'm just talking about me right now. Right. So what I'm saying is just funny that you can pay more for less, and a lot of times that's what, a lot of the times luxury is paying more in getting less.
0: Okay, I'm getting and less, and I can and I can talk I'm to getting about, less because I don't have the bathtub because the showers that I that I go for typically are very spacious. Okay. So I don't have a bathtub that I can sit in. Okay. So what I are you have, doing
1: inside of this spacious shower? that you weren't doing inside your bathtub at home? Like,
0: what are you, what you doing in there? What? All right, so, I'm sorry if this is TMI, but- Oh, I, you fucking? No, not necessarily. Oh. I mean, maybe sometimes, but I take a lot of showers with my fiance. <laughs> okay. So, when it comes to a very spacious okay, shower, yeah. that means a lot to me. Yeah, like- <laughs> for sure, yeah, for sure. because taking a, t- uh,
1: it's sort of like, it's sort of like, like having a chick in a twin size bed. Right. Like, I was doing that for a long- right. like it's so crazy that i was getting that off for as long as i was getting that off, (laughs) because you had a you've had a king for a very long time
0: bed since probably it matters probably i've had a king size bed since i was probably i probably have a king size bed since i was like I probably Yeah I probably had a king size bed for like ten years. Now. Yeah, I think full on I was still where
1: not I, the I same don't know one. when I got I don't know <laughs> But what, I've
0: I you know I think I've gotten at least one new mattress in the last ten years. Yo um being getting getting a chick on a twin size bed is fucking I mean you the nigga though. You the nigga. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah,
1: you're gonna get that over. I might not have so enough long. swag for that. That's insane, <laughs> but oh uh, no, okay, I understand what you're saying. Okay, there,
0: there's but yeah, so you there's certain amenities that I want to upgrade. Like yes. my hotel room is gonna be nice. It's gonna, it's not gonna be, you know, the room I stay in on a on a hotel you know, rooms
1: for the most part are they're graded on the bathroom
0: because there's but, only but
1: so much you can do outside. The bed is gonna hit a certain level of comfortability. Uh-huh. You can have a nice little cot
0: in there, but you're gonna have a TV. You're gonna have
1: a bar. So you might I have, mean, you
0: may have a living area too. If you you know, like when I went to Vegas, yeah, like we had a really nice room. Mm-hmm. We had a, a living area with a balcony overlooking the Vegas mountains. Mm-hmm. had the had the separate the uh, living bathtub. area. Maybe I wouldn't care so much about. Well, I don't necessarily care so much about that. I care about the sleeping. Yeah, I care about the the bathroom amenities. Is cool. No, the bathroom is what I
1: look at. And again, every time. and again, the security because I've been to a place before where I forgot whoever usually made you not staying at the motel eight. No, nigga. <laughs> Whoever made the plans to go on this particular trip out to Virginia a Super Beach, 8. <laughs> Super Eight Motel. It don't matter if you. I'm not doing it. It's Motel
0: six and then Super Eight. Okay, I think is what it is.
1: <laughs> uh, the guy I was talking about on the lab podcast that is in his first relationship, he came out to Manassas. He saw that there was an IHOP, and he was talking about the IHOP by the Motel Eight or whatever by the Manassas Junction. And he was like, "Yeah, we were thinking about going to IHOP first, but then it was like, nah, not in Manassas, Didn't, not at like, this IHOP in Manassas next to this 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 place where people clearly sell drugs out of." The, and and I couldn't say anything about it because I I used to know a dude that I was about to we say, both knew a dude was that sold drugs. That. We'll, you know, from we'll, that we'll place. call him Martin. Yeah, right? yeah, Martin used to trap. Yeah, he used a out trap out of there. Out the Super additive. 8. Out the Super, Super 8. He really he really did he really fulfilled that So, that rap you know, bar. there's a stigma around the Super 8s. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, at this particular <laughs> trip down to Virginia Beach for me and my family were going down there for my little sister's gymnastics tournament. Whoever usually made the accommodations didn't make it this time. It may have been like my aunt Pam or something like that. Somebody made it. We go to this place and it's not nearly as nice as a place we usually go to, uh-huh. but we were like, "All right, like well, let's see what's going on." Uh-huh. We get to the room because it's like it looks like motelish, uh-huh. and we get to the room out outdoors, and there's a bunch of like key marks next to. It looks like someone's been jimmying the door to get in oh, with like key man. cards, and there's just a, like like a drunk person's uh fucking key, right? Or 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 where you would put the key to a car, like if you ever seen like a real drunk person's car door. There's going to be a bunch of marks near the key from when they were trying to put their key inside of it or their door, whatever the case may be. There's going to be a bunch of mess ups and scratches and scuffs around the lock because they're all constantly fucking up. That's what it looked like. But someone trying to get inside the door. And immediately, it didn't matter what the fuck is going on inside this room anymore because our sense of First security is taken away from us. First impressions. First impressions. Because we asked the guy, why are all these marks here on this duel? He said, oh, you know, sometimes our key cards don't work, so that's how we have to get in. And I'm just like, yeah, nah.
0: Why don't the key cards work?
1: Yeah, (laughs) why don't the key cards work? Like, the fact that y'all have to come down to to this base level of getting in this way, and then you're also letting anyone know that this is possible. Right. If you're letting a bunch of people know by all these fucking scratches and scuffs next to the, then you're letting other people know, oh, this does work here. Yeah. So, like, no, we don't. Now you've robbed us from our sense of security. We're no longer staying here. Right. But, okay, but I I get what you're saying. These are the things that you look into. Yeah. Bathrooms, amenities. You want to travel more. It hits harder now. You've been inside your house most of the time. You like to go off and travel. You didn't get your Miami trip this year that you I usually didn't. take. Or, I didn't. Your last year. Or last year. Yeah, last, last year. year. I mean, but you might trade, possibly try to yeah. make it there in
0: 2021? Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but let's get rid of the stigma of traveling within your own country as well. A lot of people be bullshit and talking about, you know, they within COVID season or well, not no, not necessarily just oh, in general. Just okay, because I think that's why a lot of people stigmatize no, it. No, 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 no. Yeah. just in general. But no, a lot of people stigmatize it just talking about, you know, oh, you ain't this shit, nigga. You ain't oh, never, man. you ain't never been to France, nigga. Like, <sighs> what are you talking about, nigga? You ain't never you ain't never been to Sweden. You've been backpacking through Europe. What you <laughs> what you talking about? But Every, there's a lot every, of great stuff to see in the U.S. today. It's a it's a continent. It's a it's l- huge. Yeah, there's a lot
1: of places so to go, to and there's so many things that you don't know about. The same reason that you're going overseas. I mean, what what's the objective? Like, what are you trying to do? Yeah, because if if the objective is get out, see something new, see new people, s- take in some culture, you can do that with. There's so many places doing so many different things that you have no idea about that would blow your mind. Right in the United States of America. Right. Yeah, I, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not rocking with that. Right. That's crazy. That's so elitist. It Every is. time you get into any space, hierarchy forms. Anytime you get anywhere, you want to start traveling. Only oh, where you traveling, you ain't like you ain't been in in Europe yet. You ain't backpacked through like Germany and going to Paris and come back. His
0: oh, for real. Oh, you oh you hiked. You you you, you want to hit things. the Grand Canyon? Yeah. and You want to go see the Statue of Liberty? Like niggas, and the, niggas go to China and walk the entire Great Wall, but it's like nigga, we could we could have just did the PCT. Yeah, like no, yeah, like <laughs> we that's cool. the We could have did the Appalachian.
1: Yeah, nah, that's people that always just want to shit on their place. Yeah. Period. It, whether it's their city, it's their region, it's their whatever. Yeah. People always find a way to sh- just shit on themselves and what they got going on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not with all that. All right, so
0: that's, so that's what you, that's yeah, what you man. want to do. That's, that's my passion right now. All right, right. I, need I'm to find,
1: to... I need to find. I don't know if I pulled another card or not yet.
0: Oh, this guy. Yeah. But I need to this get, guy. I thought we were prepared. Nah, never that. I'll be right back. All right. right back. This podcast is brought to you by security, as we've stated. Um, check out our Instagram. We've got a bunch of cool playlists on there. Um, we got a bunch of cool pictures, too, because that's what Instagram's for. <laughs> the new card, our new
1: meaningfulness card. By the way, someone told me the other day that they've been... I fucking... Dude, when people come in and tell us certain things, it really... It revs me up. And I forgot to tell you this, so I can tell you this here on camera, on air. All right. Someone told me the other day that they've been going through the questions, the meaningfulness questions, and they've been participating in all the questions. Awesome. They said one of the ones that they liked a the whole lot was the what does your best day look like Mm -hmm. or something like that and they went through and tried to write down all the things that made their best day that's dope yeah that's fucking dope anywho our new card is what random act of kindness could you perform right now Mm. that's interesting okay okay that's interesting so should we just should we come back and answer this um you want to just you want to just you want to just try to shoot some shit off the top on this one? um what random act of kindness could you perform right now?
0: You could give money to the poor That's very, very true. You could give some food to the poor There's generally someone that is in need that hangs out outside of your local convenience store that you could probably help out. That, in <laughs> That hangs out in front of your local convenience store. Well, I mean, no, that, like, they don't be hanging out in front of the 7-Elevens. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what they be. Yeah, yeah. Of, that's very true. There's a lot of traffic there. So, yeah, they, they got to. Yeah. What random act of kindness could you perform right now? I could say that right now you and I are doing a podcast. We have. Two lovely young ladies that are going to go on a hike with us tomorrow. Yes. And I think that something that this podcast has been about for me and for you, I believe, a whole lot is spreading love, peace, positivity, right? Happiness, all that sort of stuff. And I think we've gone about it pretty well in a Mm. lot of different ways. And we've gotten creative about how we want to be able to do that. Because we have these people coming out, We've been talking about trying to get them to come out on a hike with us for a long time. They've been excited for it. It's now decent weather. Actually, it's going to be like seventy. Yeah, it's going to be like 75. So as he could run kind of hot, to be honest. So we should prepare no, for that. No base layers. To yeah, be. yeah, no, none of that. Yeah, <laughs> none of that. So I would just like to say I'm going to put my energy out there for them and just anyone listening. This is the way I we just like to speak about people in general. I'm really excited about these two new people coming out with us. It's going to be the very first time we've ever hung out with these people. It's another one of those times where I'm just that, what am I passionate about and want to do more? Saying yes. Saying yes. Like, let's get these new people because it's something they want to do. It's something we love. You've talked about trying to get people out fishing. It's just a great feeling putting people on to something that revolves around nature and everyone's having a good time. It's free. I had this conversation with someone yesterday because I went to Dave and & Buster's, and Dave and & Buster's is wow. trash. It was the person's very first time hanging out at Dave & Buster's. Very okay. first time in my life, mm-hmm. in their life, and I felt terrible that that was the case. <laughs> Why? Be- because you went during COVID? Yes. Uh. Most of the games, are, they're games that are freezing up, not working. Mad games there that are that are there for interplay. Right, whether it's Mario Kart or snowboarding or whatever the case may be, One of the little bike joints, exactly some mm-hmm. motocross sort of stuff. Every everyone next to each other is cut off, so you can't actually play with anyone. Oh,
0: like it's yeah. like an empty seat, then you can sit here. Yeah, can... exactly.
1: But then there's, but it's stupid because then there's certain things like those little kiosks that you can step into that are like haunted house, shoot 'em up, Terminator games. You can get in there and sit together though. So it's just like a bunch of weird stuff. Anyway, Dave and Buster's was big to me, was the worst time to them. But what I said to them was, "See, this is why doing things with people you like in nature always wins, because nature is just going nature. Yeah, nature is going to be nature, don't COVID or not. It's going to be what it is, and you're going to reap the benefits regardless. It doesn't change, and you got to do all these different things now." Nature doesn't shut down some part of itself because COVID's going on. Yeah. You just go out there and you have a good time. So the random act of kindness I would like to perform right now is saying, for you two lovely ladies that are going out there with us, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. I think it's gonna be really cool. They're really smart, they're really funny. Yeah, it's, gonna it's, be dope. It's, gonna, it's gonna be an interesting time. I'm looking forward to it. Um is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today? Are we good to go?
0: Yeah, man. What's we're going good.
1: on? This is this is a great time. This is a great number one. By the way, episode 51. Uh, sorry again for everybody that had to wait two weeks for this episode. We we're trying to get things together visually for our viewers. So we are now in here in my home doing these. I'm excited about it. This has been very, very cool. Yeah. It feels
0: good, you know. You're different. It feels different talking yeah, to. Yes. Oh, it's so been, sophisticated. Being you know given, what I'm been like, given new
1: life. It's been a new wind of yeah, pod. Yeah. New, I like it. Yeah. What are your last words for the people, man? Let's give it to him. Let's uh, give it to him.
0: My last words for the people. Oh man. Oh, my last words for the people. You know, usually I think about this beforehand, like what I want to say. Mm. Um, but anything today, that
1: is stuck in that stuck out to you within all the content, the drugs, the. The finding security amongst yourself you know and your significant
0: other. Just like how I said a lot of things or how I said drugs can be done in moderation. I think that goes for a lot of things in life. A lot of things can and should be done in moderation. Um,
1: so mm. whatever Yin it is. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yeah.
0: Whatever it is, that thing that you're doing that you're, you feel like is maybe consuming you. Or you feel like, ah, I'm doing a little bit too much of this. Or it's, or you're not doing enough of or it. Or you're not doing enough of it. Yes. Moderate it. Do it more.
1: Do it less. You fi- yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, that's a whole lot of you know, doing drugs and drinking alcohol. When you're a kid, remember we, you, you just drink. Like you just drink. You just take shots. People hand you shots. You just drink them beers here, that, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just don't even... like This ain't even fun. It just it takes years to sort of like do those things and then realize what moderation is. Yeah. Like what your tipping point is. You know exactly when you've had just enough. Now, like nowadays, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know.
0: It's been a while like, since I've had a hangover.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where you've gotten to that point. And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go over the limit. Yeah. Hey, that's wild. You ready to black done- out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, my my words for the people, have and I've probably said this before, have open, honest conversations. With your, it's such a hard thing for people to do, though. I get it, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. No, you don't want them to think it's important. What about just the discussion of what if I just don't want to always hang out with you? What if I just want to go hang out with some other people and I don't
0: want you to be there? (laughs)
1: Like, there should like I should be able to have that right to say that, like that we don't have to be around in every social situation.
0: People of the sex that you're attracted to, or people in general? When you say that, well either okay
1: yeah mm. just like well i just want to i just want to be over here and i want to have that sense of autonomy and mm-hmm. identity without you mm-hmm. like what if i just want to do that like that's something either way talk to people right talk to <laughs> your significant other have open honest discourse about what it is that you want what that looks like how to get there compromise 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 truth 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 that's what it is don't be any of these stories that I told on here today. Please don't. Don't be another cautionary tale. Don't do it. Please it's don't. just not worth it. Don't let somebody on some podcast, because I'll talk about you. I'll do it. <laughs> if, you, if one of y'all that I know ends up in one of these stories, I'm going to talk about you. So don't, don't <laughs> let somebody on some podcast. Don't you let, don't, don't be the head topic of somebody's podcast. And because no pun
0: intended, don't be the butt of the joke either.
1: You heard it here first. All right, episode 51, we out.